This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The guy flips the switch on his electric reel. Thirty-minute fight on a eighty-pound amberjack, <laughs> and then they want to release it, and we're trying to revive it. And it won't go down, <laughs> and then the bridge stops. <laughs> Traffic's bumper. I didn't think I'd ever get here in time. Well, we're glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting a little worried though, because when when Trista said that, she, I guess you were out of range. Well, yeah, she I said was... she couldn't get you either. That's why I called you. I was like, oh, I hope he's okay. Yeah, because he's like, he didn't answer. I was like, oh, he didn't answer me either. So yeah. now we got an issue. <laughs> yep. Are we if rolling? I if I say I'm going to be somewhere, oh, we are? you're always I'll be there. there, or at least let somebody know if it's possible. All right. So we're we're, <laughs> we're glad you made it. Um, all right. So I got my work cut out for me um, on this episode. Just simply introducing everybody. I want me to solve it's really problem. This is Papa's Pilar. Right, that is Papa's Pilar. As long as you got enough of this, nothing else matters. Right, all right. End of introduction. And and uh, that's the point of the show, right? So you texted me like, hey, what's the topic today? I almost almost gave you one of these emojis. Yeah. Right, because there's never a topic. Right. It's all just the life, right? Um, So listen. Welcome, everybody, to the Connected by Water podcast, powered by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and... Fueled by our very good friends at Papa's Pilar Rum, who remind you never to be a spectator. I'm your host, Dennis Friel. In today's episode, we are with the Papa's crew. Here, here. All right. So, here's, hey, here's let's the raise them up. Let's raise them up. So I'm going to go around the room. I'm going to introduce everybody. Right, and I'm going to try to do my best here. We will, first and foremost, we have Carlene at the bar. So, hello, Carlene. Right, and sitting up at the bar with Carlene is the wonderful and lovely Trista Evans. Right, and Debbie Anderson's back there. Right, there Hello. she is. Right. She's not mic'd up, but she's with us here um, for the long haul. And at the table, right, 
we have our good friend Steve Groth, right? Who is the um, the chief Indian over there at uh, Papa's Pilar Rum? Yeah, right? I'll take Indian. Yeah, that works. Right. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. All right. And uh, Carl Anderson. Um, I mean, it, listen. I I don't know if if you haven't watched the podcast ever before, you know what I mean? You, you got to know who Carl Anderson is, right? He's a regular on the show. He's a very dear friend of mine. Um, and also, um, happens to be a legend as well. So I have to, I have to say something else about Carl. So Bouncer's apparently going to introduce himself. No, I want to <laughs> say something about Carl. I, f- I follow a lot of social media. That's how I know what's biting. Carl does the most and the most first class Papa's Pilar Advertising, 100% he does. Anybody does. I mean, just first class all the way. The quintessential brand ambassador. That's for sure. Right? And um, last and certainly not least. Oh, I'm definitely not the least. The the great one. (laughs) The one and only. The one and only Bouncer Smith. Why are you picking on me? I'm not picking on you. You I just gave you a glorious glorious introduction. Just because I wear bigger clothes doesn't mean I'm the greatest. No. <laughs> no, no, no. The most wonderful. Bouncer, Bouncer serves on our IGFA Legendary Captain and Crew Committee, and he brings so much to the table. Everyone knows Bouncer's a great fisherman, but Bouncer's also an incredible historian, and he knows the people that really made things happen. And and I, I just I love when he gets into that mode of telling us this guy, that guy, this guy, this is where this started. Uh, you know, it, it, ju- it just puts a whole nother light on, on people that, you you know, that I certainly, I didn't know. And uh, anyway, this, there's way more to Bouncer than just catching fish. He's a oh, hell of a that's guy. That's for sure. I mean, well, I hell fished with him Sunday and yeah. I mean, it was. Well, did you? I, I, as far as I understood, he hooked all the fish and you might have had a little. He reeled them. Okay. All right. That's far okay. from true. <laughs> the guy right. is the world's greatest bass fisherman. We can't make Dennis and, cry and right hog. off the bat. <laughs> he caught the same bass. Point. Seven times. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I told you he's. They call. They started calling me bass. I call. You call like seven bass. He started calling me bassmaster. I'm like, they call me little bassmaster because they're all like a pound. They weren't calling you the bass hole. No, they weren't calling me the bass hole. <laughs> Pain in the bass. Yeah. No. Right. no. But anyway, anyway, it was it was really a pleasure fishing with him, and it was just because the nonstop just pleasurable stories that. We were just telling all day long. It, it was truly just an enjoyable, enjoyable event. You have know, you ever fished with Bill Lepree? I have not. I have not. He is uh, pretty much a Florida native. I don't remember if he's a full native or not. Um, his uncle was a guide at Bud and Mary's. His father was a guide at Bud and Mary's. Wow. He was somehow yeah, he, yeah, owned he, the Ken K at one native. point. After Ken Doubles had right passed, had sold it to somebody else. Or his father owned it, one or the other. But at any rate, he's such a personable guy, and he's done everything, blue marlin fishing. And 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 he decided it was to settle down, and it's time to take care of being a fa- father and a family man. And he had grown up on Lake Ida, which is Lake Worth area. Yep. And he'd grown up on Lake Ida with a 13-foot Boston whaler type of program, you know. And he... <coughs> Bought a mullet boat, a Carolina skiff that was a mullet boat. Had console this, forward, the whole console thing. forward, the yeah, net board on the side of the outboard, rollers across rollers. the bow. Yeah, all that. But at any rate, he converted it to a, a freshwater fishing boat. I can't call it a bass boat because he's clown knife fish. And there's no guard. There's no, no carpet on the walls. 
What's that? No carpet on the walls. A no. bass boat has to have carpet on yeah, the walls. No, that's yeah. you got a point there, yeah. <laughs> and the floor don't forget. It sparkles Yeah, the, the floor, yeah. <laughs> but at but any rate, the guy is just such a pleasure to fish with. Huh. Yeah, it was a really great experience. He, it looked he did great. Such your, a great your, job. your posts were excellent, and uh, that is that is uh, something I'd love to go do. That's yeah. that's a that's a neat. We should uh, go. It's so easy it's on the too. knees too. Compared <laughs> nice to what you thing. and I've been doing, it sure as hell is. <laughs> Before we get too deep into into our conversations, right, and this might segue into some of the things that we want to talk about. We have to announce our do gooder of the week. So working with Starbright, we do our do gooder of the week, right? Um, this is someone who's a good steward of the environment, a good steward of our coastline, someone who's involved in coastal cleanups and inspiring people to do such. Um, his name is Jeffrey Hewitt. Uh, he lives in, uh, I believe, Orlando. And he is a husband of the father and the owner of a roof business in Orlando. He's a very watery guy. He lives on Lake Conway, and he owns a home in Summerlin Key. And he's big on keeping waters clean and protecting wildlife. Right? So uh, Corey Redwine had nominated him to be the do-gooder of the week. So Corey, congratulations, no. Jeff. You are going to take yourself home the do-gooder Starbright bucket of clean and environmentally yep. good-friendly products. So. Where's the bucket this week? Is The bucket is right here. Right here. So reggae sponge and the salt off and the citrus cleaner and uh, all the boat wash and all the good stuff that comes. There's about $200 worth of stuff in here that he will be receiving. And environmentally safe products. Yep. All of them. Yep. They've done an unbelievable. We talked Fantastic. about this last time I was on the show that they've done an unbelievable job in developing those products that are not, you know, invasive and harmful. Because you know, for years we cleaned our boats with all kinds of stuff just to make them look good that weren't good for anything. They weren't even good for our boats. No, they weren't. You know, I used to think that Comet oh. and Clorox were the best thing I could use on yeah. a boat. No way. Uh, Greg Dornauer, who's like an executive vice president or whatever. Starbright says, do you know that stuff eats Jolco? Absolutely, it does. Whereas these products don't. Yeah. And and rust stains, waterline stains, that rust stain remover, and they're gone yeah. right now. It's unbelievable. It stuff. is unbelievable. And they invested a ton of money to do it. They had to. They had but to invest you, so much. What's really great, Peter couldn't understand why Greg got hooked up with Corey. And there is no better ad campaign in the world than Corey Redwine. Hundred percent. Yeah, she is such a sweetheart. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad you brought Have that you up. Have you met her? She's the reason no, that I we're haven't. doing all this. Yeah, yeah. with Corey right. and Derek and yeah. And, 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 her her uh, work, uh, her work with the plastic stuff is incredible. If you follow her on Instagram and, yep. and, and follow Derek and all, I mean, what they're doing is like oh, the wow. clams, it's, the mangroves, yeah, incredible. The yeah. clean up the beaches, clean up the waterways, yeah. the do-gooders now, yeah. and yep. and turn awesome. it into something. Yeah. She's not just throwing it away. She's making art. Oh, yeah. With it. I, I mean, it's incredible, you know. I went to their house, and their whole section of their of their backyard is Clorox bottles cut off and flower pots, and every one of them's got a mangrove tree growing in it. Oh, that's awesome. And when they get established, she goes out and plants them on the waterfront. That's awesome. That's yeah. killer. So, um, shout out to our do-gooder of the weekend. And um, you know, it's definitely all because of Corey... And Derek coming to me and saying, "Hey, you know, because we're all friends, we're all in that circle, yep. and you know, it's it's nice to and thanks Starbright to, for uh, for sponsoring that, yeah, and doing that, and thanks for Starbright for for yeah, getting involved no in all that. So, yep. which kind of segues me into the people in this room here that you text me, say, "Hey, what's the topic today?" and we generally don't have a topic. Right. Well, we ought to make show, right? him the next topic if you. Well, that's what we're going to do. That's that's what we're going to do. Oh, so, geez, so, good. So, put the spotlight. So the whole me. thing well, is. Let's go. I'm ready. 
no, I think what got me thinking. I'm like, well, I said, well, I'd like to maybe let's talk about in light of the hurricane that just happened, in light of all the reef initiatives that we have going on, and, and the different things that um, you know, we're doing. And then Trista's here too, and she had a lot to do with all the recovery for Hurricane Dorian. And we had an episode. We did a whole episode with her and Tom on that. And, that was um, heroic. So I, I love having her in the room, especially for this for this conversation, because everyone here is a do-gooder. And um, well, we're really trying to make a difference. Well, there's more, there's there's levels of do goodism. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, in this room, though. Yeah. In this room, you, no. you know. And, yeah. and um, so I want to talk. Um, hopefully, we can talk about some of the reef stuff today. Sure. And some of the inspiring things that uh, we're embarking on there. Um, I'd like to talk about um, some of the recovery efforts that, um, the status of where we're at with the shirt drive, with with the um, and everything. That, and I'm not talking about what I did. I'm talking about what you guys did to step up to plate, up to the plate to support uh, what we're doing. And we're, we, we're we so were just the icing that. on the cake. Yeah, you but, were the, you know, the cake. But here's my point, though, on that is like, you know, for whatever reason, I did this for Dorian and do it for the. I did. You know, I don't know why. Just you just you feel did, like you. Need I to know do why something. you did it. Why? Because you're a damn good man. Uh, well, exactly. thank you. But, um, listen, I don't, I don't want to turn it to, into well, that kind of party. But Well, you asked why. <laughs> I told you why. No, I, I appreciate you saying that, though, Bouncer. But, I, but I, what I want to say, well, like, when you're doing that, you can feel very isolated sometimes and feel like you're putting all the weight on your own shoulders. And the fact that you didn't allow me to do that alone, it just speaks volumes of who you guys are. For sure. And why we are so in love with the relationship that we have with yep. you guys. And we're so proud um, to be supportive you know, supported by you and with the sponsorship of the show. And I wanted to put that on record in front of your face on the show and just say thank you to Stephen Groth. And, and oh, many other efforts there supporting support our community. Hundred percent. The, the larger community well, that's of nice. sport fishing. We're honored so by the association. I mean, really I think it's a two-way street. Yeah, good. But, for, you know, for us and uh, for you guys, for just about all of us, it's uh, it comes pretty natural for our team. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, you know, having a business that has – a purpose that's over and above just chasing cash is just unites the whole team behind the purpose. And, and then the business stuff takes care of itself because if you drive yourself into the community, you become part of a community and then you become part of the world community. And then for us, we just look for ways that, that we think that we can do the best, you know, take the path of least resistance and the most impact. And we're sometimes we're uniquely qualified to do that. And we just lead. Sometimes we just follow and, you know, we just support with, um, with cash and, and sometimes we just get out of the way. Uh, but that's really, I mean, our business started on the back of that. We had a, um, had another business before this and it was a, a bourbon called Angel's Envy Bourbon that we did. And, and it was really a hobby, you know, that turned into a business and, and we uh, were ready to just do a one and done with it. But then, um, the Hemingway family came to us and said, you know, we really like what you did there and we'd like you to do something with us. And we like the Hemingways, but it wasn't really, it didn't really grab us by the throat until they said, but we want to give all the money to conservation and literacy charities. And then we said, okay, now this is cool. Not only do we get to hang around with Ernest Hemingway's Only Living Son, which is awesome, mm -hmm. but uh, but it's synced up with, you know, what we really are all about. And then, then your team starts to build behind that mission and then the, it, it sounds weird, but the product that you're selling becomes just integral. It's conservation and and um, 
And doing good is just baked into your business model. And as I said, it just becomes the reason why our people get up every day. And then and you, and you can feel it. And then it becomes contagious. And that's the reason why I think it's the same with your businesses and your you as people. You know, that's the reason why we gravitate towards each other because it just feels natural. Yeah, I agree. I, and you know, someone brought that up too recently with me about connected by water. And, you know, it seems that as the years go on with our business, the line gets blurred. You know, well, are you an art studio or are you a clean water activist? I think I was, I was called recently, you know, like, what is it? And I said, well, okay. I said, yes. You know, right. Well, they're connected by water. Yeah, right. It's, it's, we're connected by water. There's a reason that it's not Dennis Real Art Studios. There's a reason that it's connected by water is the name of the business. Because we didn't want to define it such as just, you know, I guess, you know, you want to, you look back at the legacy of your artwork and the, and the design work and the relationships that you build over time. And I wanted to put some intrinsic meaning to it and some value and some purpose to what we do here at the studio rather than just keeping the lights on and paying the bills and making cool artwork. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, there's value to me intrinsically for that. And that's what I get out of it. So well, plus the fishing community in general, you know, everyone's <laughs> connected by water. So with you doing all of the fishing art, you know, all of the fishermen respect the water because they're out there more than anyone. So mm-hmm. it kind of goes full circle, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it just makes a lot yeah. of sense to us, you know, and um, you know, and then I'm sitting next to a guy that's just—I have to say—the ultimate steward <laughs> of all of this, right? right? I mean, over for—I mean, yep, for, for over the decades, well, you've I just been the biggest the steward of, yeah. of South Florida and conservation, and just taking care of where you play, and you know, hundred percent, yeah, and and um, you inspire me, you know, you have for years of, well, uh, through all the, just, a compliment, just for being who you are and, and the efforts that you've made over time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an honor to call you a friend now, quite frankly. Well, it's certainly an honor to call you a friend. Well, thank you. It's an honor to have this room full of friends. Yeah, it, it truly is. Yep. It truly and is. And speaking of friends, before we overlook it, and we've been talking about Papa's Pilar, I want us all to take a hats off to Mike Myatt. Amen. Who couldn't be here today for yep. family reasons, but it's one up God, he does so much for all of us in fishing as well. Best guy, hey, on, best guy on earth. He's a good man. I was telling Carl there was a um, a guy that lived on the island that I live on in the Keys, on Duck Key, and he ran the marina there. And uh, when he passed away, yeah, everybody got around and they started telling stories. But the um, the one thing that hit me when I was talking about him was that all roads led through him, and and Myatt seems like he's that guy. You know, <laughs> sure every relationship, every sure cause, is. everything. He's the crossroads of everybody. The yeah. liaison. That's of true. We're definitely feeling the <laughs> yeah. in the room that he's not here today. Yep. Right. And, and you know, that you know, is our, for sure. Our industry is really unique in in a way, and, and, and Ambassador certainly knows this. But I see so many new people come in and come out. I've been doing this a long time since. You know, 12, 13 years old, I was in growing up and he's been doing it 20 years now around <laughs> companies that were, you know, that were intrinsic in the, in the kind of like boat builders, the leak family and all. And I was around all them and I realized very quickly. And my dad told me this is he was a mate on boats or anything and, and uh, ran boats. And, and he said, look, the best thing you're going to learn is your people skills and learn how to do this. But it's all about relationships. Our business is so based on relationships. Everything we do is who who can you help? Who can you go to? Who, who can help you? You know, I mean, it's all give and take, but mm-hmm. it's all about relationships. And I see so many people come in and they and these companies come in and they're going to do this and do that, and they 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 have this corporate mentality that they 
don't understand relationships or they don't think that they need them because we have the best ear and we don't need relationships. Man, without relationships in this business, you got nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And yep. you've built great relationships in Hooker, right? I mean, you, you have the, the core of the world. Bouncer, our clientele. Your clientele that you fish forever and, and just what you're doing with your art, everything, Papa's Pilar coming in and doing it. It's all – and that's how we're here. You know, it's – without that, you got nothing. You got it's, nothing. I agree 100%. I still remember going to the boat show, what, eight, nine years ago and passing out the Papa's. And they're like, what is Papa's? I'm like, it's the best rum out there. Oh, yeah. And that was – You are early, earliest adopters. Yes. It was and so like, awesome. We've never heard of this. And – and then after two or three shows, we're like, go to Hooker. They have free rum. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, hookers and rum. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's like hookers building and rum. Right Gee, <laughs> drop the mic. Yeah. Gee, right there's, there's a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely about their relationships. And, you know, it's a, it's a core for all fishing and boating industry alike, yeah. you know, and that that's the main thing you building a business, which we have for the past 11 years. And I'm very appreciative. I love everyone in the community. And basically if without those people, we wouldn't be here. And no matter what we help fix issues, even if it's not our issue, but we're there to help because it's a lot easier just to help someone than to ignore it, sure. you know? So we've learned that over the years, you know, cause everybody, there's problems in anything, and if you can just get through the issue, then you're going to be, you know, yeah. way more <laughs> than you were before. And if you ignore, if you ignore the issue, then emotion comes in, and you got a real big issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just uh, you got to grind through. It yeah. is what it is, and deal uh, with it. I want to mention something about Hooker Electric, which uh, is electric reels, and now it's even more into electric pumps and portable bait tubes and everything else. But uh, I was kind of, I think that was during COVID when Dorian hit, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of living in a vacuum at that time. And I couldn't believe later on what I found out that Hooker Electric and Tom and Trista had done for the care for the Bahama Islands. I mean, it blew my mind what had gone on <laughs> that I wasn't even aware of. It's uh, like two or three air, airplane trips a day. They yeah, well we took over the hangar nine over at yeah. the Pompano Beach Airport. Well the FXE actually a little a bit of both, but hangar nine was the main one and we would run thirty six flights a day between yep. the pilots. But yeah, Tom they, Tom ran three. Yeah, yeah, it's like a military operation. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah it, was, were, it was intense. Yeah, that's an airlift. Yeah, yeah, we you did were an entire we did mm -hmm. I brought her and Tom in and we did an entire episode on this because I'm like, mm -hmm. I want like the world to know like everything oh, you guys was, did because I don't think everyone was, really yeah, got it, it got the whole grasp of their effort and what they did. Mm -hmm. It was monumental. That's where I learned so much about mm -hmm. it. It was yeah. on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've noticed one thing about these Papa's Pilar glasses you're using. Now. They're, they're small. They have a hole in the bottom. They're small. They're small. <laughs> This used to this used to be full. Oh, yeah. I, There's I've an evaporation issue. There's an evaporation like issue. Yeah. Is that Just caused ding, by the alcohol of the dining and the ceiling fan? If you ding. turn it down, oh, I think okay, you're yeah. good. I yes. <laughs> I, I know I know who's going to fix that problem real quick. Boy, oh boy, here She's she comes. She's probably going to pour the ice down the back of my shirt. Best bartender in town. <laughs> All right, listen. I want to go back to something that we were talking about earlier. Because um, you and I went fishing this weekend. Yes, we did. Um, what a right? great time. And it was really a great time. And um, our goal was to target 
the clown knife. Yes. Fish, right? And success. Yes. Right? We, we caught this fish, right? But so tell me the story about how this thing was caught again. I, I, I want I, I okay. may not understand completely how everything went down. Okay. Well, the layout we're on this 27 foot flat bottom, doesn't rock, stable as a rock uh, boat. And I'm fishing off the port stern. And okay. you're fishing in the middle of the starboard side. Right. And I get picked up, and my line immediately goes around the back of the motor, and I can't get up, and I can't get my line clear of the motor. So I'm hollering, grab this rod, grab this rod, and, and give me your rod, and we're going. <laughs> and this fish come, runs out behind the boat now in the clear and jumps. And it's the biggest clown knife fish I've ever seen. And he won't give me back my rod. (laughs) (laughs) He says, this is the greatest fight I've had in ages. And you kept asking him for the rod back, Look at this swimming backwards. Wow, isn't this beautiful? Swimming backwards. (laughs) Well, they do. I know. They do swim backwards. And and he wouldn't give me back my rod. Well, the fact of the matter was, now he was up in the starboard bow where I can't even take videotape. <laughs> no, no, right, see, now you're touching on it, right? Because as I recall it, right after it jumped, you started saying, don't reel it in yet. Don't reel it in yet. I need to get my video up on my phone. <laughs> That's Guilty. how I remember it. There I it want to get the jump shots because they're so beautiful. Make them jump again. <laughs> right? Bouncer going All for the- All I know is- Somebody should film you guys I filming was, the fish. Yeah. Bouncer I going. Gone, I was not in a position to properly fight the fish. And I called upon your assistance, and you did a yosman's job. Thank you. Of fighting that fish, catching seventy-five largemouth bass <laughs> that were under twelve inches long, <laughs> and the only needlefish and don't ever caught. Don't forget my peacock bass right. was half the, a pound too. And the only needlefish ever I caught, caught needlefish. in Lake Ida. Well and done. I grabbed it, which was a and, big mistake. As wasn't your hybrid Stinkies. kind of small too? Yeah, my hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I caught was except for the clown was was a small fish. Well, you were the hero already. Yeah, low bass man. It's like the guy said. They said it only takes one good fish to make the day. Yeah. Five minutes later, they caught an eighteen-pound mutton snapper, trolling in twenty feet of water on a planer, and and the guy turned around and says, "The day's made. I'm we don't good. have to worry. I'm good." What yep. a fight, too. Wow. You know, there's nothing like a big mutton snapper yeah. in shallow water. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. That's my favorite fish to catch, honestly. The buttons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a yeah. guy that's got a house over in the islands that really catches a lot of muttons and groupers. That's our favorite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Papas Pilar team in general, right? And I think that this really is what outlines this is the game changer for the company, I really think, is the people that you've surrounded yourself with, Steve. Um, are all monumental people, um, are all just cool and, you know, salt of the earth, um, true grit kind of guys and, and, and girls. And, um, you know, it speaks to the definition of the company. Um, it follows through the tradition of, of the Hemingway brand and the name and it keeps the Hemingway tradition alive for sure. Um, but not only that, like everyone in this community, they're all good stewards, I think, and they're all good stewards, not only just of the sport, 
but of the conservation efforts and um you know and i just wanted to add that in there i think that's one of the more attractive things about papa's pilar is that i know it is for me that when i became into the fold of it all that's the part that impressed me i was like man i'm you know and i started pointing around at all the i'm like Wow, that's impressive. That's you nice. Know, just, just to be associated with it, with everyone that's on that whole team. So the way this started out was <clears throat> it wasn't really a serious business. It was just a club of people that hung out together. <laughs> yeah, cool. And, uh, you know, we really – we made stuff that we really liked. And if other people liked it, that'd be great. But um, but all the, the group of, um, of people within the – aqua mafia that we have assembled <laughs> is, is um they're all friends you know that you know it was people that were just buddies that gravitate towards our people and our brand and then we gra- we hung out together and i don't think we ever recruited anyone to be part of the program Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, you know, hey, listen, that's just another friend that seems interested. You know, people like Castronovo, Paul. Uh, Paul was, you know, my sister worked with him in radio on his first radio job in University of Florida. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So, like, she, she trained him. Um, and uh, Paul will probably you say, know, otherwise. Th- th- say otherwise. <laughs> anyway, they were good friends, still are. Uh, but I had lost contact with him for 30 years. And then he just showed up on my dock in Duck Key with Scott Walker and said, we're going fishing. So we went fishing on my boat and we hung out for probably three years. He's drinking Pilar and having fun. And and then he told a friend of mine, um, a guy that worked with us, he goes, why does Steve ask me to help out with the brand? And I said, well, it just never occurred to me. We're just buddies, you know? And that's really how every one of these stories came together. It was more just buddies hanging out. And if it was natural to talk about stuff, it was great. But it was mostly, as I said, it was more directed towards a lifestyle and a passion and then a purpose, you know? Yeah. And that's where everybody, and then Mike Myatt, you know, he was at IGFA. And uh, we had done some work with them, and he just gravitated into the circle of friends. And then as the group became bigger, um, Mike came on board to be the head of conservation in our community stuff, just to organize this, you know, merry band of misfits that we had. And uh, and and that's you know that's how we did it, and that's that's how we're going to do it. I don't care how big the brand gets; it's all just going to be friends. Who could be a better leader of misfits than Mike? Ben? <laughs> <laughs> True story. Yeah. True story. But no, uh, but I appreciate that you uh, that that feels good to you guys. Well, it's the truth, you know. I mean, that's how. It, it, just like you explained it, that's how it happened with us. I mean, we started the podcast for God knows whatever reason there really was no reason to do it right. you know i remember when harris came in you know when we became we went from dennis real art studios or dfast we used to call it and you know harris just were hanging out and he's he wanted to kind of get involved with what i was doing so it's like all right well let's just scrap that and let's just start a new company we had no name for the new company and he's like well what do you want to do and i'm like i don't know i'm like i want to start a podcast He's like, oh, yeah, what's a podcast? And I kind of explained it to him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, why do you want to do that? And I'm like, I really don't know. Other than the fact of um, when we were in Coral Springs at the time way out west and people were driving out to see us, like I was impressed that people were actually coming out to see us out there all the time. And But when people came out to see us, they wanted to get their money's worth. Of it, so they'd just like talk my ear off for like a good half hour or an hour before driving back out east again. And I said, man, I should really just record some of these conversations because that's some really good heavy hitters coming out to see me. And uh, and that was it. I just wanted to hang out and, you know, and about 
five episodes in, I thought it was a good idea to just start drinking rum on the show because why not? It's, yeah. it, was, it was Monday morning. We used to record them on Monday mornings for crying out loud. Right. And, and, and and I was getting some bottles of rum from the, the tournaments I was fishing and, you know, because you guys were involved in that circle. So it was always Papa's Pilar rum on the table and that's how I fell in love with that. And I'm a big Hemingway fan to begin with anyway. And so it all just happened like very organically. And then all of a sudden I just get a call from Maya. He's like, hey, uh, you're drinking my rum on the show all the time. And he goes, I got an idea for and you. that Godfather yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Hey. He goes, you know what? So, yeah. so, you know, this you is know what's going to happen. This is really involved. Yeah. 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 This is how it's going to hey, go. Dennis, I got a story to tell you. Yeah. You know why they talked his ear off out in Coral Springs? They were convinced that he would have their T-shirts ready in an hour. Oh, God. <laughs> they figured if they kept him busy for an hour, they could take their T-shirts with them. You're talking to the wrong dude. <laughs> we have right talk about website. that on two, Sunday. The, the sales cycle and the production cycle are two different things. Yeah. Well, but, but we had a long talk about that on Sunday, about how people visualize that their order is the only order. Can you just whip something up real quick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you just whip it up right. for me real yeah. quick? Or you already have something you can yeah. use? Can you just yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah real quick. No. Yeah. Fishy <laughs> no. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 You know, you know like that one artist. with the fish in it? Yeah. Right. I want that one. Yeah. We draw fish every day. You've got to have some fish. Can't you put a 92 please? Can't you put a 92-foot sport fish and a Jody Accardi Jeep in that picture with that Wahoo and take it with me in a t-shirt? Yeah, I probably could. Okay. Probably could. Yeah. Before before the show's over, we'll have that done. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know, you know, and, and, you know that you know the common theme in all this. Tell me. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out here. I mean, who doesn't like rum? Then, I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 Yes, I mean, you know, like when, and and then when you get a good rum, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it lubricates the conversation. Right? Well, well there's a, plenty of lubrication going on here. This is the last <laughs> lubrication is always good. Last time we were here, let's go. You have to have the lube. <laughs> we got we got over lubed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, you know you have to have a good product, right? And in art, in mm -hmm. fishing, wait, what we do? I mean, you know, if you're not if you're not making the effort to have the best product that you think you can have, pumps, right? Whatever, right. whatever we're doing in this business, I mean. You have to you have to go that extra step, and uh, I mean, you know, the product is only as good as the people behind it. Amen. Yeah, and and you that's, know, that's and, and it starts at, in know. the barrel, I guess. I, you know what I mean? Like in the distillery and everything, and 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 then the presentation. You know, the, the whole thing, and and you know, I was telling Steve earlier about you know Deb, we, we were going through Europe and everything, and I and I did this whole deal about you know drinking with Hemingway's ghost. You know, I want to go, I want to go hit the pubs that Hemingway drank at, and and that was like I was like you know it was, it was my little joke, and we were at you know Harry's Bar in Paris. You know, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I I'm here, I'm with, I'm I'm where I'm I'm where Jello Bellini, you know. No, I probably had <laughs> I probably had rum, yeah, you know, probably rum. But uh, I, I just think that it, it all comes down to whatever we do, right? We're all working very hard to do the best we can and in what we do as life and conservation, whatever. But we all have rum. Yeah, and, I, and to, to the point of what you said about, you know, um, the quality factor and the first class factor of it all, you know, and, and it kind of speaks to that's what it takes, too, to make a difference uh, in the world of preservation and conservation and, um, and, and restoration, quite frankly, 
um, is where we're kind of at with a lot of the reef initiatives yeah. um, th- that are going on. Um, what are we down to 2%, 1 point something yeah. percent? 2 to 5. 2 to 5, yeah. right, which is pretty shitty. Yeah, and it, it, would, right? it came through um, the stony um, tissue coral loss disease, wiped out a lot of it. There's a lot of contributing factors, but it ran through, you know, the s- southern half of the United States like wildfire in like three years. And, uh, and so it was devastating. And, um, you know, I grew up just like everyone here, just on the reefs. And, uh, and for us, we, that was an area where we felt like we had a unique ability to kind of have some position in that business and, um, and try to either from our business point of view or just in the DNA of all the watermen that work with us and work for us and work around us to kind of like unpack that a little bit and try to figure out, you know, how we can take a completely different industry and and maybe a different audience than a lot of the reef restoration you know donors and and um and the, the you know that ecosystem and try to point some of that towards you know the what i you know what i call the path of least resistance and highest impact and so um it's it, when you really start to get deep into it, and I'm, you know, you know, compared to the scientists and researchers, I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, scale from one to ten, I'm a zero and a half, but I know enough to be a little more than dangerous in a lot of this stuff. But if you start looking at the things that can be done to bring the reef back in here in the in the Keys and in the in Southern Florida, and then and then use that model to port it to other places around the world, it could be one of the most inspiring and optimistic preservation efforts in the history of preservation. Because you really can between, and a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, right now what what we look at it is in three buckets. One is education and awareness. The other one is research and lobbying and permitting and so on to, to build and create and find heat and disease resistant corals and then then outplanting and getting reefs you know what fins and waters like boots on the ground we call it fins and waters and so so those efforts while um um while none of them are the silver bullet but there are ways that um they're they're finding they're making a lot of headway in bringing big sections of reef back to life and so what happens is when the reef dies you know most people know that it can't uh spawn and so everything is so dispersed that there's no way for any of the the corals to get together and make new baby corals and so the first thing that needs to happen is to kind of is to get a lot of the and this is just the world according to steve not by any i don't have a phd in it but from what we've you know where we think we're going to spend our time is to to get these heat and disease resistant corals in the water so that there can be patches of reef that, that are um, much harder to kill and grow very fast. And there's some really crazy science that has they've stumbled on over the last, you know, less than a decade where they can replant corals and they grow at um, more than 10 times the rate that they would do if they were just naturally planted. They, wow. they, they frag them. So, They'll plant corals that you'd think normally would take 20 years to grow, and they're they're almost to that size in two years. Wow! And it's that's like phenomenal. a phenomenal. It's in and that's, that's crazy. And so if you think about it, that that's all happening right now. It's the the amount of success is beyond encouraging. You know, it's like when you get scientists 
that are optimistic about the future of the environment, then you know that something's on the right track yeah. because yeah, they're usually great. just like, and so, um, so that's really something that we're putting a lot of effort in. And, you know, one of the things that, that the biggest challenge is um, nobody knows it. It's a, you know, that's the reason why we, we're putting a lot of money into education and awareness through our social media and then partnered with people with bigger um, media footprints and uh, networks. And then a lot into outplanning to get tangible results in the water and get, and then take our, you know, sort of a different uh, group of people, which is in our kind of our aqua mafia. And, and the idea is we'll put our money in first, uh, be first money into a lot of these things with a few groups and then work together. We work with No Shoes Reefs, with uh, Chesney's group and a few others to try and make it famous, make these efforts famous and get consumers engaged and whether it's planting or contributing and then try to drive corporate dollars and federal funding in it. And this is just as an adjunct to all the great stuff that they're, that people, you know, like some of the bigger groups in, uh, of coral restoration are doing as well. But it's something that, um, that we're really focused on for as long as, you know, I can breathe. You know, wow, my, that's great. Yeah. My personal mission is to see the Florida Keys reef system get back to 30 to 40 percent um, reef coverage and at that point it becomes self-sustaining that it can spawn and then have a model that can be replicated around the world as these diseases and heat and so on and so forth are um, um, are taking over some of these areas and they're already moving all these 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 models but what there's all the pieces are in place. There's not a lot of invention that needs to happen. It's just organization. That's really great. It's so inspiring to hear that. It really is. And, you know, we talked about it before. And, you know, really the efforts that you're making are... Are great. It's like that's such, a, yeah, it's such mean, a structured sorry plan. Sorry to, like, that, uh, take like, over the conversation, but no. it's kind of... A, I wanted you to. Well, that's <laughs> right. I have to share... You took the bait. <laughs> I have to share... Just like the knife fish, right? It's so structured. <laughs> I have to share something that is so much connected by water. This is really great news, and we need some great news. I was listening to one of Dennis's podcasts the other night, and and I heard some really sad news, and it was in conjunction with something that I was exposed to in Miami. But a sperm whale died in Key West and beached itself this summer. And they did a necropsy. And this biggest creature in the world, a sperm whale, not as big as a blue whale, but still a lot bigger than anything else out there, starved to death because its stomach was full of plastic. Plastic, yeah. And then he has the turtle man on. Ben Hicks, photographer. And a baby turtle starved or died because his stomach is full of plastic. And to hear some good news about the ocean, it's so refreshing. We have the grass problems, the pollution problems, the plastic problems, and to hear something and going in the right direction is so inspiring. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was really something that uh, galvanized our, mm -hmm. our company behind. That is one of our sort of pillar mm -hmm. um, you know, efforts. And uh, it is, it really is. I mean, it's not, nothing's easy. It's going to take, you know, forever. But if you think about it, it's got all the, all the elements of something that can really, where culture can be weaponized for good because it's got a 
positive. It's not like the sky is falling, global warming. You can never turn it around. It's the you know Titanic. It's you can make a difference. You can go out and plant corals right now in the Keys. You know they train you. You go out and do it, and it's in all the dive shops or not all the dive shops, but they're trying to daisy chain and certify the dive shops in the Keys to work with the growers and the uh, and the uh, the researchers to plant coral, coral. But then you can go and physically you know plant coral and then and then track it and watch it grow so it's got instant gratification it's got a positive story you know it's a great environmental impact you can do it really on your own time so it is really a great a great story but it's so far it seems to be the best kept secret that i can uh, that i can see two but questions I, is it tied in with the coral that they're growing at bud and mary's is oh yeah 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 so so i care the group that is um Work the Stansix own that land, um, and they donated or leased that land to that coral nursery. And so the way it works is, um, you got people like Moat Marine and other groups down there. They grow the corals, and um, they do all the research to figure out which ones are the best. And there's other groups. And then what they're doing is they they just open one in Key Largo. They have a, a staging area in Key Largo and in Isla Morada and in Key West, and then they'll start filling it in where dive shops can come with certified, you know, operators to then pick that coral up and go plant it. So that's the idea is to take all these pieces that are already there, all the coral growers, the dive shops, um, all the certifiers, all those people and the maintainers and all just organize them. So yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's like probably the most, you know, that's probably the most advanced aspect of uh, of the system is that you're actually that was the first nursery that was not attached to one of the big research facilities and so now you just like they're like you know just like uh, like plant nurseries that they're going to put throughout the That's keys really interesting now the other question that i had was i'm on a coral reef project uh, like a citizen advisory panel for dade through martin county mm -hmm. and we've been meeting for three years or something like that or have our last meeting is next month and none of this has ever been mentioned is there any printed material that i could for get sure from you that i could share with them at their last meeting or before their meeting oh sure absolutely there's a lot well i'd love to get something that i can present to them or yeah we've done some stuff internally to, to train our staff but then you have um a lot of the groups like i care and moat and some of the other ones that have that you know have those materials well i mean this is just a citizen advisory panel that tell the politicians what we think would help the reefs and and nothing's ever come up about this uh super corals for lack of a right better description it kind of ties in with uh some lessons that i got from guy harvey on if you have two Nassau groupers, you only get the resistant to what they were naturally Exposed resistant to. to. Yeah. But if you have a school of 100 Nassau groupers and they all spawn together, this one's going to contribute pollution resistance. This one's going to yeah. uh, create uh, uh, salinity problems. This guy's going to protect you from uh, temperature problems. And you end up with a much healthier strain, and it sounds like that's what they're doing with the coral. It's almost exactly the same thing. Yeah. And well, Guy I, and his I, team, I mean, we've been working with the Ocean Foundation for a long time, and there's they're probably we probably give more money and resources to the Ocean Foundation than anyone, just because you know we work so you know closely together. Guy and his team have been friends for 
you know, forever. Mike's known Guy for 30 years. And so, um, yeah, so those guys are on the cutting edge as well. So yeah, that's great because basically like most of the fishermen, if they fish, they dive. Right. So, I mean, if that is a huge thing, if you're going to invite that into tackle shops and everything like that, that's something that people would like because it's inviting. They can actually make a difference and track it. And I mean, that's huge. And it's the least partisan thing I've ever seen. I've laid it on everyone just waiting for somebody to, you know, grab a pitchfork and stab me in the face <laughs> and so well, so you got yeah. the divers and the fishermen sometimes they butt heads right mm-hmm. they don't on this issue no, no you got won't. you got the right and the left politically they don't butt heads on this issue mm-hmm. at all no they yeah. won't you know and this is this is where the whole connected by water idea that's was great. born from too it's like we do not view it as a partisan issue right and that's the beauty of it in my mind it is no one can argue with it yeah they both need the reef this is very southern water centric Mm-hmm. But the same mentality works in the Northeast. It works in the Gulf because we have a, an incredible amount of oyster reef restoration. For sure, happening. yeah. Okay, so we're we're not only rebuilding oyster reef to help clean water and everything <coughs> that is non-harvestable oyster reef, but we have an aquaculture and farming situation going on on both on these coasts that is is an it's not only incredible business for the farmers but it's also the water quality is improving dramatically and uh, as a side to that is we're building these reefs in cold water that are bringing life bringing sponges bringing from from everything on up you know to to little shrimps to snails to you name it eelgrasses everything and uh, again our greater world that, that we all love you know, is no matter where we are, we're on the water and we want it, we want it to be healthy and we want it to be great. And so this same mentality of how do we, how do, how can we change and, and implement change to make it better? It's happening all over. You have to look for it, unfortunately, because it's not talked about a lot, but it is happening. And, and I, to me, I, you know, I, I, I look at all that and I think that what's going on up in the Northeast and what Steve's doing, you know, you know Papa's is putting into this. It's all part of the same deal, man. Yeah, For you're sure. getting to the source. You have we to get live, to the source yeah, we, to rebuild. You right. Know? We all live mm-hmm. on this water and, you know, it's been good to me. So I want to be good to it. And I always have, I, you know, I can remember. You know, in the old days when I started on a charter fishing boat, you know, guys would take a Coke can and crack it up or a Pepsi can and then throw it over. But I'm like, no. And I started bringing bags and, and, and taking that. I, that was that was not cool to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that just was not cool to me. And uh, and some people don't get it. They're like, oh, no, it just, you know, you throw you know, it over. It's going to it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I'm like, but if you do that 10 times and then every single person does it, it yeah. is a big deal. You know what you need is you need like, you're probably too young, Dennis, but there, remember, <laughs> Thank you. remember the, Thank uh, you. remember the commercial bring you on board. Where, the the, Indian? where the native American the guy, Indian. Yes. Yes. In the river. Yes. yes. Hello. The, the, the crying everybody tears. stopped throwing stuff out of the windows. That's yeah. why, I, the, <laughs> the, well, that's why I skipped and I brought a trash bag and <laughs> yeah. said, we're not throwing trash overboard anymore. I mean, we're one, day, one day everybody was throwing Burger King bags out of the window. Next day it's like, no, that's not cool. That's the commercial. Well, educate me on something. You said non-harvestable oysters. Does that mean that they're designated as a reef that's not harvestable? Correct. You cannot, not- you cannot wild harvest. So, in other words, that reef will be there and maintain its and grow. Because now, so they're deploying shell. It's going to follow the shell. So, this program is a is a, a program started, in, you know, where, at least in, in my part of New Jersey, Angela Anderson started this thing, follow the shell, where they go and they gather the shells from restaurants they 
put them on land, wash them, let them mature. Then they take the shells and they put it out in this aquaculture tubes and they put spat on it. Spat is oyster seed. Yeah. It sets on rough surfaces. So you can either use cement or whatever, but oyster shells are great, right? Because it's a rough shell. Now they take spat set on shell and they disperse that over a big piece of bottom. Tons and tons of used shell that people already ate, right? We're recycling at its most epitome right. of recycling. Okay? And spread that out. Now we have spat on shell. We're growing oysters. Now those... Spat. They become mature. They start to put spat out. That sets, and we now we start to have colonies, yeah. right? And so this exponential. is like exponential. So now, and and smartly, the oyster farmers have all supported this fact. They look, we can grow our oysters in a cage, and we can tumble them, and we can make a perfect cup, and we can serve you an oyster shell that is, you know, we'll give you a dozen oysters that you can't believe, and they'll be, they'll, this one's a little briny, this one's a little this, is, and they all have their little sweet flavors or whatever, they have everything. But those reefs that are not commercially viable, they're there to protect the water and everything. It is, it's one of the most critical things we can do in our waterways, in inshore waterways, where we don't have reefs like here in Florida and the Keys and everything. Those reefs are just as vitally important. They may not be floral and colorful and have all the tropical fish and everything. But it's, fil but, but it's filtering the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Man. It's literally one the filter. One oyster filters 50 gallons a day. Yeah. Right. Well, not only that, but just because the starfish and the gobies aren't as pretty as the parrotfish doesn't mean they don't feed there. the redfish or somebody. Grass shrimp, little baby striped bass, porgies, every, all the things that come out of it are, are you know, it, it's all part of everything. And I, my hat's off to those guys in the Northeast and in the Gulf that are taking this over and, you know, Commercial interests have, have done a lot of harm to things, but but also there's some change, and the commercial interests are coming in and realizing, hey, we can we can not wild harvest, but we can help farm, and we can do other things to still have a viable income and 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 you know make a living for our families. We're still working on the water, which we love, but we're not taking a piece of bottom and wiping it out and leaving nothing for anyone else. Yeah, we're trying to um, learn more about it. There's a guy that. That works for Kenny Chesney, Brett Palmer, and he runs the No Shoes Reef Group. I've known Brett used to work for me. I've known him for 30 years, and he has been working forever on these efforts all over the country. And so we work a lot on the on the reef stuff together in in South Florida. But he probably sends me three or four, you know, oyster um, projects in the Northeast, and we're doing a. We've decided to invest in a um, uh, in a reef program uh, with John McGinnis, the guy that owns the Florabama bar off of the Panhandle. Panhandle. So we're starting to kind of work our way up the coast as we learn more about yeah. it. But we're using, uh, Brett is, uh, you know, he's been doing, he's been in up to his eyeballs in that stuff for a long time. It's, it, you know, it's all, it's the same, we're talking the same language. It's just different water temperature, right? <laughs> right. It, you know what I mean? It's, in, you know, Florida, it, in Florida, our reward of it all is a healthy and flourishing reef. Right. right. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is it all starts with clean water, I think. And I think that the health of the reefs right now have a lot to do with the, the, the water quality and the runoff and the different things that we've been experiencing. Fresh water, I believe you. Freshwater runoff is the biggest yeah. problem 100%. we have all the way around the United States. Whether it's too much or not enough, either one. Well, I mean, we have more shoreline in the United States. Than all, you, know, you think about all the bays that, you know, 
Cape Cod. We think about you know New York Harbor and, and Atlantic, you know the Hudson River. Then you go in down to Delaware Bay, Chesapeake Bay. These are all foundation grounds for spawning and growing all sorts of biomass and all kinds of fish. Then we go up into the Gulf. The Gulf of Mexico is the largest breeding ground for pelagic species that we know. It's bigger yeah. than it's bigger than the med. Swordfish, white marlin. Scientists go out at night and and scoop larvae, and they call it pelagic soup because it has everything in it. What I found amazing was yellowfin tunas will come all the way from Africa, but they go into the Gulf of Mexico. The scientists say they never leave the Gulf of Mexico. Wow, we didn't know that. It's such a viable area for them that once a yellowfin tuna goes into the Gulf of Mexico, it never leaves. There's a pod of sperm whales that are resident Gulf of Mexico sperm whales. They don't leave. So your uh, the runoff issue. There's a. Uh, it's funny because you know the lifetime activist like Jackson Brown. He actually came up with an album called Downhill from Everywhere and uh, or from anywhere. And it's a song, and it basically all it, it it basically says the ocean is downhill from everywhere. And so that's you know you gotta you, you have to take care of it. We all live downstream. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing though, just to mention from what Carl was saying, it's it's a a whole cycle because. If we have healthy bay grass and we have healthy oyster bars and we have healthy reefs, they all, the the oysters and the clams and the grass, they're all filters. Given the opportunity, they will clean the environment. They'll clean the water. So there's some crazy stats. The, um, like, you know, the one that most people quote is that every second breath you take comes from the ocean. The, uh, which is a true statistic, you know, it creates ox- so much, ox- say half the oxygen on the planet. The, uh, the reefs are the, uh, the rainforests of the ocean. One out of every four sp- um, saltwater species on, in the world started somewhere on the reef or associated. They, they got their, their start on, on a reef someplace. So, you know, all these, you know, the, you know it's just not a, an afterthought. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, it's all a it, circle. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's all connected. Well, I mean, the point I was trying to bring up earlier, too, is this, you know, when I say speaking from a Florida perspective, right, and a little bit more myopic than global. Sure. But it's a really good sample size and cross-section of, of everything that we're talking about just because we're so eco-rich here in all aspects of it, right, from cradle to grave. I don't want to diminish the fact that you're doing great works on the reef and everything, but it's 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 a fight that happens on multiple fronts here, especially in our state. And I think that's why it's that why we're so important with this and why we've basically dedicated practically every conversation on this show to this topic because I want to just drill it home. Uh, we live on a river. The entire state is just one big river. And it outflows out into these reefs. And these reefs are basically the jewels on the end of our fingers. Right. Yep. right? And the Gulf Stream is a giant river. Yeah. It, it, absolutely. And it it's important that we do take care of it. We do steward it correctly. And we do keep it all in line. Because if we do all this work, like you're saying, to bring it up to 30 to 40%, it's just so vitally important that we keep that water clean so it can stay yeah, that right way. That. Right. You know, and it's just so important to keep all the plastic out of the water, and it's so important to keep all. Like, didn't we say that there's? They did a scientific study or a scientific study recently where they find traces of Roundup on the reef. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, why? No, right? it's a, more amazing than that. 
They've been doing a study in Dade County and Broward County for the last couple of years. They go out on the reef and they catch a fish and it's got birth control chemicals yeah. and blue pill chemicals yeah. and, and it's teeth blood are pressure medicine. Because there's crest toothpaste in his teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's it, unbelievable. I'm being sarcastic. It's, it's, yeah. no, but, yeah. it's, but it's unreal how everything goes flushes. To They're really worried about about birth control medication influencing the fish on the reefs. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Listen, I think the work that you're doing or you're embarking on even, because I, I think it's really, you're just like scratching the surface of what you're about to get into. Right. And, and, and all the things that you guys are doing, um, you know, and dare I say we're doing, because we're right behind you 100% on it as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just so vitally important to the future of this state. Uh, we often talk about Florida being the final frontier. We talked about this yeah, on the yeah, boat the other yeah. day, right? The Florida's the final frontier of the continental United States. Because we were just so, we weren't ha- habitable, or like we were inhabitable for the longest yeah. time. Like we there's, until the invention of air conditioning and did Henry Flagler put a railroad down here. The country's 200 years there's old. There's so many mosquitoes and you can't really, there's no foundation to build on. I mean, everyone's already settling out in Seattle. Before they're coming down to Florida. Yeah. Right. The country's right. over 200 years old and the state is yeah. 100 years old. But who we got to, here Who quick. wants to live on a, mar- on a salty marsh? I yeah. want to mention but one other thing that, that you keep bringing up, though, how important Florida is. Florida's probably, maybe Texas, but Florida's probably the only other state that has a coral reef environment, a mangrove tree environment, and a spartina grass environment. Yeah. Every other state is either Spartina grass yeah. or rocky shoreline or something. Mm-hmm. Florida yeah. has so many diversified yeah. environments. It's really amazing. Hey, and it speaks to the species. I mean, what other state can you go? You can go offshore, catch a, a mutton, a mahi, an amberjack, sailfish, billfish, you know, whatever, and then come inshore and catch a bass and a clown knife <laughs> and and, a right, and, and all in the same <laughs> day. And, you know, and a tarpon and the, the snook and those estuarian species. Oh, yeah. I mean, those species, I think, speak to what you just talked about. Yeah. Because the the animal they're going to respond to to the environment. And, sure, you know, and it's it's um we've made it our mission here on this show to to really discuss this. Now we goof off every now and then, <coughs> you know, we really do. Um, but you know, we we like to have a good time, and we should. Almost every time I've been here, we've we've discussed how important it is for us to be stewards of what we do, and, yeah, and for us to be able to be successful in what we do, we have to be steward of our environment and not not like you know wacky but we have to at least be aware of it you know and and uh whether whether you're whether you're telling people look man you're at a birthday party you go don't let those balloons up oh you know? my yeah. gosh all oh, the mylar you know? balloons yeah don't get me started. Uh, you know, or, or or single-use plastic hey man can we just uh, like let's not buy that case of water everybody bring your bottle let's you know and, and let's use the water maker bottle for, i mean it all comes together that's been one of my pet programs i've been trying to find a company to sponsor canned water. Yeah. There's a few companies around that offer canned water. Liqu- and Liquid box. Death is one of them. Cardboard huh? box. Liquid Death is Liquid one of them. Death. <laughs> Believe it or not, it was a deal that came to me to do uh, to get involved in. Liquid they're going, Death. They're going gangbusters. It's crazy. I love it. Liquid is that, Death. Is that water? It's my, water in a can. My nephew drinks it all the time. Yeah, it's water. And it's in, like, it's I, in like fresh market or whole Oh, food. wait. We hey, were, guys. I got to cut you off. We're getting a call. From uh, from somebody. 
I'm glad it's somebody. And I missed the call because my ringer was down. But we're going to call him back real quick. Dennis Real, my brother. I could not get to the phone in time, my friend. I'm sorry about that. Yay! My ringer was down. My water. You know what? Is a rough day up here today, but you know what? I'm thinking about all these people that you have sitting down there. You have Steve, Carl, you, Bouncer, Charlie, Charlie Levine. Charlie Shout didn't out make to it. You, bro. Charlie didn't make it. Charlie got stuck on 95. There was a big accident. He couldn't make it. Oof. Yeah. Oof. But, uh, Carlene, how are you, sweetie? Um, I'm doing okay. Kids are good. You know what? I'm even attracted to your husband. I just want to say that right out of the gate. <laughs> hey, okay. Mike, he went full Mike, Joe Namath on us. <laughs> okay. So but, uh, you not a great day down here, but uh, I've got uh, a few people coming in and out. It's casserole day. so uh, But I just want to call you guys and say, hey, connected by water. And you get uh, get Steve there. Steve, what's going on, brother? Connected by Myatt. Connected by Myatt. No doubt about it. Myatt. Oh, you know what? When you're connected by Myatt, um, I think it's Irish Ring, the aloe version. We'll get rid of a lot of that. <laughs> If it doesn't, if it doesn't, you know, then uh, you can go through a car wash, but it's not pleasant. The wax is the worst part about the car wash. That's all I know. <laughs> but I just want to call you guys. I need a minute of levity. And, uh, you know, everything that you did, Denny, um, as far as getting those shirts up and raising money, once again, proves that uh, why at this point. Um, in the community and, you know, Carl, Steve, bounce, bounce house. Look at you catching all those different, look at you catching all those different fish. Hey, I couldn't do it without Dennis. He rescued me the other day. <laughs> Dude, you couldn't do it without being retired. Because, <laughs> well, actually, you could because you did it before. <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, anyway, just want to give a shout out and much love and, uh, I'll give you guys a holler uh, later on. But uh, have a great boat show and uh, miss you. Wish I was there. You don't know how much I wish I was yeah. there right now. You know, Mike, we talked about you. I, I texted you, obviously, before we started recording it, that we were talking about you and thinking about you. And I just wanted to send you that love to you. But no. I cannot begin to tell you um, how much it warms my heart that you actually just called in right now. It really, really does mean the world. Well, you know, I don't think there's a person at the table that – if, they, if you haven't gone through it, you will go through it. And um, you watch the person on the other end be heroic. And just, you know what? I, um, the process is not great. But I think the outcome when decisions are made are. And, you know, my admiration for my dad and anyone that's gone through it. Steve, I know you've gone through it. The other guys at the table, you probably have. I know that you did, Denny. But but you know what? I think it's going to give me a better appreciation for every day hanging out. And, uh, you know, everything you look at, carbon-based, oxygen-based, um, anything that needs air is probably going to pass. But when you can do it with dignity, hey, I'm all in. 
Actually, I'm not. You guys, you know, I don't, do not unplug one freaking thing in that room. It looks, <laughs> looks like a fallen charger. Keep it plugged in. Okay, I'll, I'll give it right now. Exhaust every resource. I do not care if I am a mustard green. Um, at least I'll be able to drink vinegar. You know, so. I, I got to tell you, Mike, I, I don't want to, you know, spill the beans on anything, but we do have a hidden bottle of Marquesas for you, and that's going to be in your IV bag when that time comes. So. <laughs> oh, my God. My God. And you know what? Every every single release from Papa's Pilar, Hemingway Rum Company, Mahalo Spirits, um, I've never really had in a proper, and Steve, you can attest this, like in a proper tasting glass, because there's always been, hey, you need to try this. And this is what we're doing. Steve and I um, tried a little proper blend in his room at ICAST in a... Red Solo Dixie. cup? <laughs> no, it was like a Dixie cup. It was like a Dixie cup. Yeah. The best. The best. And you know what? I'm so fortunate to be able to have the life I've lived and, uh, and then be involved with everyone from Papa's Pilar. I mean, we are small, we are nimble, we are smart, and we do good stuff. And for you to celebrate us tonight, Danny, if uh, I just picked up Maureen at the airport, so there's no more drinking for me this week. So if I was able to, I'd raise a glass. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you guys so much. And, you know, have a great show tonight. And sorry for taking up so much time. But uh, just want to give you a shout out like I do. Uh, I missed a couple of weeks, but uh, love you guys. Have a great time. Yeah. Everybody else, go to uh, connectedbywater.com, dentistreel.com. Use his code and buy some Papa's Pilar. Yeah. Oh, we love you, Mike. That, He's shameless. Is that shameless? Yeah. That's a little shameless, but it's cool, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate that, Mike. And listen, you take care right, of yourself. You and obviously, you know, it goes without saying, if you need anything, you were a phone call away, all of us. You know what? Uh, that's why we're uh, family. We're connected by water. We're uh, Papa would be proud. We're never a spectator, and uh, we're tight. We're and because we get it, because we get it. And you know what? It's easy to live life. The only way you can have a friend is to be a friend. And everything else in life is basically empty. So keep doing what you're doing. And Carlene, pour all these guys like a shot, except for Steve. Pour, pour Steve a, a diet Pepsi, Diet Coke. Pepsi from Eastern Europe. Yeah. Pepsi. Yeah. We're a Pepsi shop. Eat a Taco Bell. But anyway, <laughs> love you guys. You guys have a great night, okay? All right. See you, Mike. All right, Mike. Love you. All right. Love you guys, too. Right. Later on. Bye. Later. Well, dude, we. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear me, Carl? <laughs> that is. That's Mike. <laughs> Mike, uh, we always say around the the, uh, the team that Mike can put a visit on you. He can put a visit on you. <laughs> he's from Bangor, Maine. You know, he's got a lot to say up there. He, he comes can... up there. He goes over Bangor, Maine. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's dude, great, I, man. I, I he's love, amazing. I love him to pieces. You know, I he's do, a maniac. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but shit, when you said he was full, David. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> oh God, love him. Yeah, he's going through a tough time. His heart is yeah. huge, and uh, he always, always looks to the 
better side of things. He really, yeah. he really does. No matter what's going on, he's, he tries. So my son uh, went to um, – he had this idea when we were launching uh, Pilar that it should be associated with IGFA. And because it was – Hemingway was the f- you know first and only vice president of yeah, IGFA. that's and, right. So he just took it on his mission to go cold call him. And so he just – you know. He's the taller, better looking, smarter version of me. So, you know. <laughs> this is true. This is Thank true. Thank you very much. Yeah. So he goes in there. He just makes friends with the receptionist. And next thing you know, we got a meeting. And, uh, you know, I didn't even know what I was going to. And so next thing you know, they got the IGFA people. And it turns into a presentation on the brand. And, you know, we have all our facts straight about because we knew it for Hemingway. He said, so let's try the rum. I said, oh, we don't have any rum. You know, we hadn't even made it yet. It's like, that's just secondary. And so Mike said, I'll just take this myself. And he really did. He, he said, I, I think this is going to be awesome. But when he talks about, um, you know, trying product and various vessels, that was one that was a vapor vessel. There was nothing, you know. So I usually give him a dog bowl or something to try our new, you know, new product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god listen tonight has been fantastic um it really has been and, and it, it's i want to close with this okay and that and, and i'm glad that mike called when he did because in, in my mind it's perfect timing for this it's just um because it leads me into it i'm proud really to be associated with the papa's group Really, and, and I think that I've probably mentioned it already in this in this episode in this discussion, um, but it's true, and I wanted to drive that point home. Um, it, it's really been a game changer for me in the past couple of years. Um, you know, not only just for the show, but just for everything else that we have going on, and and, and the camaraderie, and the friendship, and the love, um, and the work. You know, because it's all positive and meaningful work, and that matters. Um, and it, it, I just wanted to thank all you guys in the, in the room, you know, and Tr- Trista, thank you so much for being here, you know, and, and coming. I know you had a lot going on, you know, with the setting up for the boat show and everything like that. And Debbie, um, thanks for letting me have them all the time. You know what I mean? And just, uh, you know, they come and let, letting them hang out with me all the time. And, uh, Carlene, you know, really it means just the world to me that you're here all the time. And like, Carlene's yeah, and I want to, I want to give a shout out too to Carlene. Yeah. She spent all day here Friday stuffing shirts. Stuffing shirts. Like Hurricane Ivy. I'm going to tell you yeah, my legs from holding the baby while I was yeah, going up and down. She brought the baby, everything. I had to hold the baby, so yeah. I'm doing squats for a good two hours with a 16 pound baby in my hand. The next day, I'm like walking. We're at the poker run. I'm like, ooh, this is a little, yeah. <laughs> a little this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> my husband's like, why do your legs hurt after leaving Dennis's? I'm like, listen. What do you like to know? <laughs> It's a long story. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Nick down there at the end of the bar, he was here stuffing shirts on Friday all day. Oh, um, wow. You know, and, and, you know, and this is, it's what we do, you know, and, and it's, um, hey, we dropped, how many boxes did we drop off at the United States? We had 18 full size shirt boxes stuffed yeah. with United States pre-labeled shirts. needs to pick up their game a little bit. They were supposed to pick them up here. Yeah. And they didn't pick them up. Yeah. And, you know, this is a company that doesn't run so well. But anyway, the United States Post Office could have done a better job, but you prevailed. 
you said, I'm going to take charge of this and we're going to take them over there. And you called me and, and uh, I said, dude, I'll come help you. And, and uh, yeah. I, I didn't do anything. Hey, I, I, offered know, to I didn't do a thing. I said, oh, you need to I bring was boxes of shirts down from <laughs> up the coast. I can carry two boxes. <laughs> anyway, we took this truckload of truck and, 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 and we got it done. And uh, the folks yeah. at the post office were were quite nice and they took yeah they were nice when we got there they said to me so they're like well you got to bring it around back and they go well don't be aggressive when you get back there because there's a bunch of mail carriers loading their trucks so like if someone's not moving don't yeah and you have I to said, like wait. And I said listen I said you guys didn't show up last night to come get the pickup that I had scheduled two days in advance right if I haven't gotten aggressive by now. <laughs> I, don't worry about it. And I said I'm not an aggressive individual to begin with, so I, d- don't worry, we'll be cool. So, but you know, I mean, listen, just going around the room. Yanni, thank you for everything you do at the show, right? And Carl, thank you for coming all the time. Steve, thank you for being you. Thank, oh, thank you, thank you, right. Steve, thank you for so providing much, Steve. all the yeah. Papa's Pilar. Yeah, yeah. you've made all of our lives so much better. <laughs> it's always so amazing. Better. It's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna end with Bouncer. <laughs> You couldn't even get off get rid of me when I was on the phone the other day. Oh, man. <laughs> He's trying to do a preemptive strike here. See that? Right. <laughs> I love you, man. Only as much as I love you. Yeah. You know, I, I really I really got so much out of fishing with the other the, the other day, and, and uh, it really was just a monumental experience. And But I just say everything, every day, every conversation with you is a monumental experience. I appreciate it. And 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 the feeling is mutual. Yeah. So thank you for continually giving us your time here. It's um, my honor. Believe me. Thanks for allowing uh, me. Yeah. And and just just thank you. So um, at any given time. Yeah. At any given. Yeah. That guy will tell you what he's caught in a day. And it's a litany of fish that any of us would be our. Most best day ever, and he did it for 40 years, 50 years. I don't know how long, but I can tell you this. From the time I was a little guy and I heard Bouncer Smith's name and knew what was going on and kind of got figured out and everything, and I've told the story before about when Bouncer first came up and and, and I, I kind of figured out who Bouncer was. Uh, that guy is an icon in our industry. He's always stood up for everything that is right. He's never compromised himself, and uh, all I can say is that I'm so honored to be at the table with Bouncer Smith. Uh, it's He's a fishing hero, and better yet, he's the person that most young kids really ought to look up to because he's done everything that means something in our industry. Yeah, and, and, I, and I tell you, you know, all the legend stuff you could put to the side, because the just the person he is Absolutely. outweighs all of it. Hundred percent. Let's let's take it easy now, guys. 100%. No, it's true. And and and, I, t- true. and I can tell you the moment we're in a, we're in I can tell you the moment it really hit home with me was this past Sunday. We went out. We were sitting at the table. He came for a podcast last. Mm-hmm. We were sitting there. I, we were talking about the clown knife, and I had never caught one before. I ended my conversation. He was already dialing the phone, right, making it happen, and he did. He made it happen. And I caught that clown knife, and I, whoo, I was on the deck, like, then th- that thing hit the deck, and I was like, you like that. You, sh- I, you should never dance. And I looked, <laughs> I did, I did. Unless it's St. Patrick's Day, we're you have, perfect. Dude, you have no rhythm. Like, <laughs> did you see what AB did to me today? No. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> and as happy as I thought I was, I look over at Bouncer, and a look in his face, the fact that we got that, we mission accomplishment, 
He was happier than I was. <laughs> and that, that defined the whole thing for me. Yeah. So good. So tell me about A.B. And then we're going to end it here. This is the last story of the show. A.B.'s son is two and a half. So I go over to his house the other, yesterday. I took, picked up some seafood, took it over for dinner. And the kid and I, I'm riding my cane like it's a riding horse. <laughs> and the kid's got a stick with a horse's head on it, you know, like kids have. And we're galloping around the house. And A.B. posted on Instagram. <laughs> that is so good. Now, now your version of galloping and A.B.'s kid's version of galloping are two different things. Very much so. <laughs> when I gallop, the wall is shaped. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a speed variation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> is it possible to get an entire sherry cask stuck in your throat? <laughs> I think that's what happened to me. Uh, oh, All right, listen, listen, listen. If you're in the market for a new truck or vehicle, contact our good friends over there at Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Hook, they'll hook you up if you say, you walk in there and you say, I heard about your dealership on the Connected by Water podcast. You're going to get a better deal than anyone else. Technically, you don't think that's true, but I think if you give it a shot yeah, because it might work, right? So I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do know is true, right? That we have been drinking Papa's Pilar rum that all evening, you have. right? And as we always say, that we are just very proud to be part of the Papa's Pilar family. If we haven't said it a thousand times tonight, we are going to say it one more time. Um, there's a new edition that just came out. <laughs> Top secret. No, it's, it's all over no, social no, media. Ah, yeah, so yeah. uh, social media. So, 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 Steve, tell us about the new edition here. <laughs> it's thing. a. Um, it's called. It's a legacy edition that we're doing in conjunction with uh, Guy Harvey. Mm -hmm. It's um, our, um, um, you know, dark rum that's finished in um, uh, apple brandy casks. It's um, it you know awesome rum and it has a. Uh, um, a purpose to it as well. So not only every year we do, we try to marry legacies, the legacy of Hemingway with, you know, and some other legacy. So this year it's the legacy. It's the 70th, 70th anniversary of Old Man in the, the Sea. Old Man in the Sea. And Guy Harvey started his art, artistic career as, um, you know, painting Old Man in the Sea. His, so His series was, right. was yeah. iconic and his T-shirt series was iconic. Yeah. So, but, you know, what we did is just teamed up um, to do, um, uh, to create a purpose around it. And so $20 a bottle from that goes to reef restoration. Wow. That's and then, great. and then um, we, we did something a little different this year, which is just, I don't even think it's been announced, which is there's a very cool uh, augmented reality. They did announce that, it last week. Oh, did they? On yeah. social media. Yep. Did we, you know, so, you, you know, it basically, we, you, yeah. you, um, you point the, your phone at the bottle, and it comes alive. It's got sort of a, an animation and a narration of Old Man of the Sea, the marlin, and what the, is this now? It's a it's a, a, a techno thing. Yeah, it's a techie really? thing. Yeah. So if you took the bottle like this, and uh, and you point your phone at it, it just comes alive into a story. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Like the uh, yeah yeah. Um, so please, kind of like Dennis does when you point a phone at Dennis. Oh my God, he becomes. Such I do a my my contact <laughs> dance. <laughs> He holds his arms out longer, so his fish will be bigger. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, so we're it's proud of that, and yeah. uh, it's you know, it's we put it on sale first day. You know, sold a thousand bottles, That's and we awesome. only have a you know very you know we wish we could make more because it's gonna it's selling out yeah. immediately. Nice, nice, yeah. awesome. Still some left. Limited um, release. 
Very limited. You know, it's funny because there's always these guys that say limited release, and then you see it like a month later, and it's still limited. And then right. six months later, it's like last bottles. And then three and a half years later, it's like, now this was actually a limited release. Wow. That's a nice <laughs> fish. You want to see it? Sure. Too bad. All right, cool. Oh, yeah, look at that. Can't you hold it in front of the camera so the audience can see it? my clown knife. That's so good. (laughs) All right. Um, And then a couple last things I want to mention. I want to thank our partners at Starbright and become a do-gooder. We're talking about the W sauce. W sauce. Cannot forget about the W sauce. I want to feature the Fire Shire here, right, and the Vegan Shire. And it is America's Worcestershire. So um, go on and buy yourself um, some of that. I talked to my buddy Brad. Uh, who's partnered up with Baron Burton's, you know, um, W Sauce. And I said, what are we calling this stuff? Like, was it worse to serve? Or what do you want to, like, barbecue sauce? He goes, it's not a barbecue sauce. I'm like, well, what, what am I going to tell people what it is? He goes, it's magic effing cooking sauce. That's pretty much what he says. I said, all right, well, there you go. And it's damn good. It's damn so, good. Um, pick that up for yourselves. And also, if you're hungry and then you're in the neighborhood and you don't want to make your own food, with the W sauce, head on over to Papa's Raw Bar, order something off the Connected by Water inspired sushi menu, um, where there is a plethora of uh, the most amazing sushi in all of Broward County. On the, a on plethora. The I love that place. Yeah. A plethora. Yeah, it absolutely. is. They, they do a great job. Um, so that's it. So thank you, everybody. Trista, Carlene, Debbie, amazing. Nick, Yanni, Bouncer, Carl, and Steve. Dennis, me. Thank amazing. You very much. Thanks, Dennis. Hmm? Thank you. It's an honor. Yeah. No, appreciate it. It sure is an honor. Great job. Your ego is not your amigo. Right? Always do your best at the end of the day, just let God do the rest. And do not ever forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we're all connected connected by by water. water. Thank you. Let's have a rough. She threw a whoop whoop.